Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk about the NFL playoffs and much, much more is Vaughn Dalzell of NBC Sports. Please make sure to follow him on X at Sports. Vaughn, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. And something that we have discussed with you many, many times before is your Steelers fandom. So I'll start with a two-part question. How impressed were you by the Bills' performance yesterday? And as far as where the Steelers go from here, who's going to be the next head coach? If there is. I still think Mike yeah, I still think Mike Tomlin will be the head coach of the Steelers, but I don't know how much more. As personally as a fan, I mean, eight, uh, eight straight playoff appearances, eight playoff appearances without a win for Mike Tomlin certainly uh, is bothering me more than the winning record that he's been having since his tenure has been here. So there's at some point, uh, you know, one of those two things are going to give. Mike Tomlin's going to need a playoff win to keep his job in a few years. But at some point, you know, he's going to have the reign to leave when he wants to. As far as the Bills, uh, you got what you expected. I mean, we didn't expect much from the Steelers. We knew they were going to run the ball. Uh, we knew Rudolph was going to have to take some shots to be able to move the ball. But one thing I want to point out is McDermott and Mike Tomlin go back to, you know, playing coaching days when they were younger. So McDermott wasn't going to try and run up the score on the Steelers. But they could have had yeah. situations when they're up 21-0 before the half. Instead of going for that field goal that got blocked, but it's a 55-yard field goal, you could punt the Steeler, punt the ball, force them inside the 10, go into halftime up 21-0 more than likely. Uh, so those type of decisions are something I take note of. I think the Bills need to be better in those areas, but they did exactly what I expected them to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that was the case for most people. And then we're getting the game that a lot of people were hoping that we would get again in the playoffs. Now it's not like yeah. last year with Kansas city, but, uh, it is Kansas city at Buffalo. And, you know, we were expecting that result with Buffalo yesterday. So there was a lot of chatter about, is this game going to be three, which I thought was like, come on, dude, that's just going to be an automatic play with so many people. Mahomes in the playoffs getting a field goal. Yes. So they put yeah. it at two and a half. Two and a half. Mahomes at the Bills. We'll see about the conditions with the weather. That was a big story with Buffalo this week, of course. Uh, but what do you think about this spot? I mean, Bills injuries, man, they won't stop. Yeah, they definitely were adding up there, especially in the second half against the Steelers. And the weather, you know, that's a huge factor. It's, it's one thing to hit somebody full speed in 50-degree weather, but when you're talking 10, 20, 30 with negative wind chills, I mean, now we're really talking about bone bruising. And for this game, I think it's going to be one of those games where we see both teams hitting extremely hard, playing hard, kind of like the total between the Chiefs and the Bills, as you mentioned. If it was a three, it's kind of an easier decision to make. Now that it's a two and a half, you really got to trust the Buffalo Bills, which is a hard thing. Buffalo and trust aren't two words that go in the same sentence uh, many times speaking. <laughs> but what, what one thing that I noted was, well, two things I want to hit on for this game, because I'm looking at Travis Kelsey over 60 and a half receiving yards. Hate going with a superstar in the playoffs because it's so chalky, but Pat Fryermuth and Miller's, that's where they had success was the middle of the field against Buffalo. Five receptions, eight targets, 76 yards for him. He had a 33-yarder that he fumbled on, but Travis Kelsey could eat on that in the middle of the field with those routes. He already did that against Miami, seven for 71 on 10 targets. But uh, I will note Rasheed Rice, wow, 14-1 to one to lead the playoff in receiving yards coming into the postseason, 130 against Miami. Didn't see that coming. Kind of feel like all the values put on Kelsey now because everyone's looking at Rasheed Rice. So that's another reason why I like Kelsey's over. 
All right, let's go to the other game. On that day, we've got the resurgence of Baker Mayfield saying he loves being wow. counted out. Yeah. Here he is. Bucks at the Lions. <laughs> I love the Lions, but I'm starting to think there's a six and a half out there. This is getting a little bit out of control. I don't know if I can lay the points with the Lions, but it's early. I'm not sure where I'll end up landing. What do you like? Did you lay the three with the Lions against the Rams? I did not. Yeah, I did. So I'm like, what do I do here? Uh, because that looked like a lock after the first half. I mean, I loved how the Lions came out. I bet their first quarter over six and a half against the Rams. You know, first game since 1991 home playoff game. You figured it was going to be rocking. They get the ball first. They probably go down and score. Similar situation here where I wonder if we're going to get a three and a half, a six and a half for the Lions. Probably a six and a half in my pocket as far as game props here because a six is a big line for Baker Mayfield who will in the fourth quarter down by digits throw a backdoor cover out there in all opinions so uh player mm -hmm. prop wise I feel like Jared Goff was a pretty solid live bet for me in the under of last game I like the over 269 and a half in this game I think he'll have to be more active throwing the football Jameer Gibbs is a guy I expect to be a beneficiary of that over 23 and a half receiving yards no way it closes at that I know you guys probably got on some Gibbs props this year, but it looks like he's probably going to be a guy that I want to bet on in this game, either it's Goff or Gibbs. But I think the Lions offense is going to have to put up a lot of yards here to keep up with the Bucks, who aren't scared to back down, obviously. They're counting out again, Aaron. <laughs> It's funny how we're going in reverse chronological order, but let's uh, continue the trend here. Packers and 49ers spread has moved to 49ers minus 10 with a total of 50 and a half. Something that we've all talked about uh, all week long is that Jordan Love, maybe his becoming, uh, you know, the next great Green Bay quarterback. At least he's looked that way over the last few games. Meanwhile, the 49ers offensively just look absolutely unstoppable. There is an argument to be made for the over, but what do you think about spread total props, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, the Niners' defense is still one of the best units regardless of how they looked at certain points this year. So I, I loved what Jordan loved in the last game. I bet him over 247 half passing yards, which cashed, I think, somewhere in the third quarter, and he looked fantastic. And it's awesome to see the – the growth between love and these young receivers. I mean, they're all like 25 or younger, all these guys. So they've all come up, they're coming up together this year and you've seen the success they've had. But uh, I think Jordan love will have to throw a ton this again, this game. It's funny that his line is only 249 and a half, 250 and a half. Uh, and he's probably going to be in a negative game script compared to a positive one last game to hit the over. Uh, so I was looking at Aaron Jones's under rushing yards at 73 and a half. Uh, you know, he had a huge game. Uh, last game mm -hmm. against the Cowboys. He always does against Dallas, apparently. Uh, so I feel like his line might be a little inflated to what we seen last week. Niners will probably force the Packers to throw. And then on the opposite side, you guys spoke about the offense for the Niners being unstoppable. Oh, Christian McCaffrey's a big part of that. He's got an 88 and a half rushing yard line. I saw that and I'm like, that's something I can get involved with. Uh, hit that two of three playoff games last year, you know, 90 plus and nine out of 16 games this year. You know, he's getting at least 18 carries. Uh, so I think Christian McCaffrey is probably a safe bet, but everybody's going to be on him. So I'd rather get it earlier than later in the week. Uh, how are you going to handle the other big point spread? Baltimore, Houston. I think this is probably the worst game to bet. I mean, yeah. oh man, I didn't want any parts of the Browns and Texans. And now you're giving me Ravens and Texans with a nine and a half. This is like a week one spread for the Ravens. Uh, and you know, It's the exact same spread. Too, so. 
yeah, that's 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 why I'm like, I don't know if I can take the Ravens in this spot. You know, the Texans aren't going to back down either. C.J. Stroud looks fantastic. Of course, it's a rookie quarterback situation. Now we're talking about going from playing, you know, a 37, 38-year Joe Flacco compared to the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Totally different situation right. in the postseason. Uh, but what I looked at here, you're getting plus money on this, plus 100 to plus 110, is Lamar Jackson over one and a half passing touchdowns. I thought that line was funny. When I looked at his postseason history, of course, he hasn't been in the playoffs since 2020-21. But uh, he's had three straight playoff games with zero or one touchdown passes. Uh, in his first ever game as a rookie, he threw for two. So this number, I don't think it really reflects where he's at as a passer now in his career. This is the best year we've seen him accuracy-wise. He's worked with nothing but injury-riddled receivers, running backs getting banged up, tight ends. Uh, so the fact we're getting over one half passing touchdowns for plus money – I think that's the way I would go with back in the Ravens here because I can't take the nine and a half. Wow. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know what I'm going to end up doing with that one yet either. <laughs> Is there anything else, whether it's futures or, you know, um, playoff leaders, anything else uh, NFL-wise before we get to college basketball that we've uh, left off the table that you wanted to touch on? Um, I had three playoff leader bets um, that I liked. Well, I guess a couple sprinkles. The one sprinkle that's more than alive was Baker Mayfield at 20 to 1 for passing leader. Uh, I took him and Lamar Jackson at 7 to 1. Uh, so I still like Lamar. I feel like he's going to have a big game, as I just spoke about. And then uh, Christian McCaffrey, rushing leader at plus 185. Doesn't look as great as good. Look as good with Aaron Jones having a huge game. But if I'm on Aaron Jones under this week and Christian McCaffrey's over, uh, we got ground to make up there. So I still like the CMC value. <laughs> And at receiver, I took mm -hmm. Amon St. Brown as the leading receiver there. I feel like the Lions will beat the Bucks, so his value continues to grow there. Uh, and so does Rasheed Rice for the Chiefs. So those are the two guys I would look at in the receiving market. He's Vaughn Dalzell of NBC Sports. Please make sure to follow him on X at Money Sports here on BetQL Daily. Let's get to some college basketball, and let's start with Syracuse at Pitt. Panthers six and a half point favorites with a total of one forty six and a half. What do you like? I like Pitt, and I hate it because <laughs> going to two Pitt games already this year, they haven't looked good. They haven't worked out for me. But this is a spot where I circle because win expectancy is something you could look at a lot in college football and college basketball. And uh, when these two teams met a few weeks ago, Pitt had an 85% win expectancy at halftime. They lost that game by eight. And you guys know in college basketball, the vibe, the Viability that we have when these teams can come back down from 15, 20, 12, does not matter. Uh, but for this, this is Pitt trying to avoid three straight home losses. They lost to North Carolina and Duke in their last two games. Um, these are two teams that Syracuse has also played. And in those two games, Syracuse lost those by 56 points to North Carolina and Duke. Uh, Syracuse is in a spot where all five of their losses this year have come by double digits. They've all come on the road or a neutral court. Pitt really, really needs a win being one and four in ACC play. And this spread actually opened at four and a half last night when I started digging into it. Grew to five and a half, six quickly. It's out to six and a half, seven at most spots. So I definitely think we're running out of time to play Pitt here. But uh, Syracuse shooting 27% from three away from home with a 21% complete uh, turnover percentage. Not something you want to buy into. So give me Pitt, who's won at home double digits three straight times against Syracuse. What about NC State, a short home favorite against Wake? I see a uh, bunch of one and a half, some twos out there. Yeah, I like home, short home favorites, but I like home teams. So, NC State, do you guys believe that they're 23-3 and three at home 
since the start of the 22 season. Um, it's one really? of those teams where you're forgetting a one, two, or three-point spread. You should be taking them. So this is a spot where I look at who's the road team and can I fade the road team. Wake Forest, 10-0 at home, 2-4 and four on the road to neutral courts this year. So they're one of those teams with those home splits that you can fade. And Demon Deacons, uh, much like Ohio State, if you caught that game yesterday against Michigan, they can live or die by the three. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, hit 41% from three, but they also allow 40% from three. Uh, and you don't want that type of team to be relying on on the road. So I like NC State, top 100 offense, defense. Uh, they force turnovers, stellar home court track record, trying to avoid back-to-back home losses, which is another key for taking them. So they're my best bet today, uh, NC State on the money line. We don't play those minus one-and-a-halves or twos. No way. <laughs> what about Mizzou and Alabama? Can they cover this spread? Maybe. Maybe one of them can. But uh, that's definitely not the way I'm playing this game because I'm, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> of Alabama laying 14 and a half. Like, you need the triples to fall for Alabama at all times. So, uh, I'm playing the Tide. Team total under 87 and a half. I need to get back to my roots today. I've had uh, two losing days back-to-back in college basketball, and I'm honestly sick of it. Mm. Uh, so, Alabama <laughs> hasn't hit this in three straight games. And you look at all the teams they've honestly played over the last seven or eight. Like, you're talking like Eastern Kentucky-type teams that they're putting up these numbers on. And against the SEC squads, they're not. And for Missouri, you know, they force they force turnovers. They play a little slower tempo sometimes. There's a team that I think is also like Pitt in a desperation mode where they have to stay competitive. So uh, if Missouri does not cover this spread, Aaron, I will be on Missouri likely on Saturday as a home dog against Florida. We know the home dogs bark on Saturdays. So I like Missouri better then. But I think their defense can keep Alabama under that 88 mark today. So I'm taking that team total under. Good stuff. Let's get you out here on this. I know there's been a cold snap across the country. You're based in the Northeast mm-hmm. where it's been snowing and miserable. How are you holding up? Oh, terrible. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's been nothing but uh, snow and 30, 40 mile per hour winds over the past week here. So I wish they would have moved the, uh, they would have played that Buffalo Steelers game in the weather like that because that's what we really deserve. All us humans have to walk outside in that. They should have to play in that. Uh, but, yeah, no, just wishing everyone to be safe out there. Um, I got in a car accident yesterday. I am happy and alive and ready to make some money because I have to pay a deductible um, either way. <laughs> so let's go oh, NC State. Those are the let's worst. Let's go Pitt. Let's go Missouri. They are the worst, but that's why you pay insurance that you can get that back if it's not your fault. So let's hope I'm not <laughs> <involved>. <laughs> That's good. And we're glad you're safe. That's most important. We're very happy about that. Vaughn Dalzell of NBC Sports. Again, follow him on X at Money Sports. Vaughn, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Appreciate you all. Best of luck today. You bet. You bet. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will take a look at the NBA card and update our futures bets because there is a lot to go over. Yeah, short card but a lot of talk concerning the future. That's all coming up on the Bank of Network.